the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Third and final hour already. Good morning. Welcome to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710-KNUS. Coming up in the final segment, we'll do a crossover with the man himself, Peter Boyles, who's coming up from 9 to noon right here on News Talk 710-KNUS. We'll see what he's got cooking coming up, and uh, who knows what we'll chat about in those moments in the final segment. Meantime, 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. If you'd like to join in to the festivities, you can text into the show on the 710-KNUS app on your smartphone. In a moment, we'll get to this story. Nobody else reporting on this. Uh, well, Colorado Peak Politics did pick up my column yesterday in the Denver Gazette and give it some some coverage about Leslie Harrod, candidate for mayor, bullying a Denver citizens group after lawyering up with the lead counsel of the Lincoln Project, former Republican lawyer. A text coming in another show, and this goes back to what we were talking about in terms of Mel Brooks and whether his movies like History of the World Part 1 could be made today. It's good to be the king. Another show that would not be okay today is All in the Family. The left would not be able to laugh. Ironically, Mike, Rob Reiner is the woke guy. In one episode, he is applying for a promotion. Another less qualified candidate applied, but since the other candidate checks one of those boxes, the university hires the other guy. Mike doesn't understand why the best qualified candidate is not hired. Rob Reiner is so much like Mike's character in real life. Great point. And there are lots of things that wouldn't be made today. Some with good reason, others without good reason. And it's unfortunate that, well, I'm excited to finally see A History of the World Part 2 in one sense because I really loved that movie. I have it on DVD. It's great to watch. Good fun. It it feels like there's something lacking from it. And I think we're going to find out why. And it's going to be for the very reasons that History of the World Part 1 wouldn't be made today. 303-696-1971, our telephone number. So Leslie Harrod is a state representative. She's running for mayor. This past cycle, though, 2022... She ran for the state house. By the way, she announced a run for both state house and the mayoral race. Or she was running for both positions at the same time for the last couple of months of 2022, which is of dubious legality. No one has challenged it in court, but technically you really are not supposed to run under the law for two positions in one span of time. So... She shouldn't have run for mayor until after, announced a run for mayor until after she was reelected or at least finished her reelection campaign. But that's neither here nor there because her campaign for reelection was facing $15,200 in penalties for failing to file her financial disclosure. And her campaign for Denver mayor 
hired a pricey lawyer. Meanwhile, as she was fined that 15.2K, hired a pricey lawyer to target a small grassroots organization called Citizens for a Safe and Clean Denver. Co-founded by its president, Craig Arfston, who I spoke with on George Brockler's show on Monday morning, right here on 710 KNUS. Um, Safe and Clean Denver advocates for cleaning up Denver's urban squalor. So this is a group that educates and informs residents and small business owners about their concerns regarding three main issues. They got skyrocketing crime, they got illegal encampments, and the opening or the uh, open use of drugs. And so they've got a newsletter that they put out via email through constant contact. They host a website, which is, by the way, safeandcleandenver.com. They're also very community-focused, frequently helping to connect families and small businesses with local law enforcement and other government agencies. So when we talked with him on Monday, he was explaining a situation at one Denny's where there was homeless encampment right outside the Denny's, and um, you had the residents of the encampment, the homeless people, peeing outside, peeing outside the Denny's, like right on the Denny's, on the wall outside. And their organization was able to step in and help get them in touch with the authorities to clean out that encampment. And, you know, when you look at issue groups like that, they're doing really important work for their own communities. And as he said, everybody feels like they're alone. They don't know who to talk to. So our organization makes them feel that they're not in this problem alone, he told me. Well, in September, after Herod announced her bid for mayor, Safe and Clean Denver finally went ahead and they dipped their toe in the political waters for the first time. The group put out four separate political communications, one in their newsletter. They had three on their website, in part expressing disapproval of Leslie Herod. The outspoken lawmaker, of course, is known for being soft on crime and soft on drugs. She was a sponsor, I believe, of the defelonization effort of hard drugs. And both of those really fuel the encampments that Safe and Clean Denver is battling. So, Herod not happy about it, pounced. Her attorney, Mario Nicholas, who's a former Republican operative and experienced election lawyer, and by the way, according to his LinkedIn, he is still lead counsel for the Lincoln Project. Nicholas filed a complaint in mid-October, alleging that Safe and Clean Denver had neglected to include a disclaimer and had failed to report an independent campaign expenditure, both Mere technicalities, by the way, but both required by Denver law. And ultimately, on December 22nd, they had a four and a half hour hearing. And Arvston, he's not an attorney, but he represented himself up against Mario Nicholas and answered questions. He was a witness as well. So the final verdict, I got to get this out of the way. The final verdict was a mixed bag. The clerks here, the county clerk or Denver clerks, hearing officer was a guy by the name of uh, uh, Macon Coles. And he found that the group had spent just over $1,500 total 
since its founding in July 2021, almost exclusively on its own administrative costs. And Coles concluded that the proportion of those funds that was spent on the communications targeting Herod didn't remotely meet the $1,000 minimum for disclosing independent campaign expenditures under Colorado or under Denver law. In fact, this guy Coles, the hearing officer, estimated that Safe and Clean Denver spent at most $81.52 on the Herod Communications. And they took them to task for that. Went after them for that. Now, this is striking. Talk about a rebuke of a group or a, a politician like Leslie Herod and her lawyer. He said the following, SCD, Safe and Clean Denver, is a grassroots organization sustained on about $90 a month, largely on in-kind contributions from its president. Coles called Safe and Clean Denver the antithesis of a dark money group, which, by the way, was effectively batting away a preposterous claim that Herod had made in a fundraising newsletter. She said in a newsletter, oh, I'm being attacked by dark money groups. Look at this screenshot of a newsletter email from Safe and Clean Denver. Yeah. The hearing officer said, come on, don't be ridiculous. They're not a dark money group. They're the antithesis of it. Well, Safe and Clean Denver was fined $250 for failing to include the required disclaimer. Now, he did sort of brush it off in the sense of saying, well, if you haven't been involved in politics before, you're probably not going to know that you need to do this disclaimer. And this group is fresh to politics. So it's understandable, but we're still fining them $250. Well, Leslie Harrod, remember that $15,200 fine penalty from the Secretary of State? As a veteran candidate for public office, she knows the campaign finance rules. And yet she failed to file her personal financial disclosure for 10 months. And by the way, this was the second time she was delinquent on that disclosure statement. The second time since 2017. Now, somehow, Herod missed eight delinquency notices in 10 months, as it wasn't until late October of last year that she finally filed this document. Well, she put in a request to get a waiver for her five-figure fines. And excused her delay by saying, oh, well, I was confused. It was confusion. Well, last week on Thursday, Safe and Clean Denver gets their $250 fine because of Herod going after them. And then on Friday, Herod's waiver was approved and her penalty was reduced from $15,200 to $50. One fifth of the amount that Safe and Clean Denver was given. And it gets even worse. She changed her excuse, now claiming that she'd never received the eight delinquency notices in the first place. Folks, why is it that Leslie Herod believes that she, an experienced and influential politician, deserves to get a fine in the amount of $15,200, reduced to $50, but believes a small rookie community group that is fined five times as much, all because Herod decided to target them, why, that's okay. 
you know, I emailed her as well as Mario Nicholas, and I've known Mario not well, but I've known Mario for 10 or 12 years. He was actually the Republican lawyer who in 2010 argued in court in favor of um, Republic, the Republican Party in redistricting. And unfortunately, he's not even a shadow of his former self in that sense. But here's the thing that just is more striking. Leslie Harrod used tax dollars to pay for her lawyer. Let that sink in. A candidate for mayor who's a state representative used tax dollars to help pay for her lawyer. Here's the story of that. Campaign finance records show that Mario Nicholas's firm, KBN Law LLC, was paid $13,000 from Harrod's mayoral campaign. I don't know to what extent that money was for the Safe and Clean Denver case. You know that he at least spent six or seven hours working on that, probably more billable hours, four and a half hour hearing. He also wrote the complaint and the response and those kinds of things. My guess is he probably did somewhere in the order of 10 to 20 hours, but I don't know what else. What else he's done for Harrod's campaign? But here's the thing about the $13,000. In the campaign finance records, those payments are marked as having been paid by a taxpayer-funded match through the Fair Elections Fund. That is the public tax dollars. So there is a fund that voters created a system for campaign finance in 2019, I think it was, that they approved it. Starting in this cycle of 2022, went into, or 2023, it goes into effect, where candidates, if they meet certain requirements, are able to get a match for donations, $50 or below, in, in Denver city races. And that's where this fair election fund comes in. So let's be clear, folks. A powerful politician paid her attorney apparently using taxpayer dollars to go after a tiny citizens group which has spent less money overall than her campaign likely spent pursuing the case. I love what Craig Arfston, the president of Safe and Clean Denver, told me on Monday. He said, quote, I think that Leslie Harrod basically bullied a resident slash citizens group that's very concerned about the direction of Denver, illegal encampments, open drug use, and crime in Denver. We want to make a difference, and we're not going to be intimidated. Folks, guys like Craig Arson, they're precisely the kind of people that we want engaged in our communities. They're real people who are simply trying to help their neighbors and businesses by keeping them informed when they have a problem helping them out. Quite frankly, Leslie Harris running for mayor. She owes the public a complete accounting of the taxpayer funds that her campaign is paying out to hire lawyers to squash citizens groups. Is Safe and Clean Denver the only one? I don't know. Harrod also owes an apology. To those everyday Denverites that she's targeting, Craig Arston, the activists with Safe and Clean Denver who are just trying to clean up their communities, the people whom she hopes to serve as mayor. I mean, it is utterly disgraceful. There's a football team's worth of candidates running for mayor. I haven't looked into them all. I'm digging in a little bit, but I can tell you that Leslie Harrod definitely ain't the one who should be moved in the position of quarterback of Denver, if you will, without a doubt.
And this demonstrates. And by the way, she's a mentor of Tay Anderson. Very close mentor of Tay Anderson going back years. That tells you all you need to know as well, doesn't it? The Denver school board member, Tay Anderson, of course. We're going to take a break. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, is this something that should get more attention? Why isn't the media picking up it other than uh, Complete Colorado posted it, Colorado Peak Politics sharing it, but that's it. Yeah, Denverite did a, a little bit of coverage of their uh, the fine being reduced from $15,200 to $50, but not these things, not the other aspects and who's being hired as an attorney and what they're doing. Will the media ever step up and do this kind of coverage? What's going on here? Also, your thoughts on Biden and more. Give me a call, 303-696-1971. Keep the text coming as well on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone. We'll continue the conversation on the other side. News Talk 710 KNUS. Ah, you get a strange feeling when a guitar plays the blues. Ain't that the truth? The great late Roy Buchanan, one of the pioneers of the Telecaster sound, guitar player, called him one of the 50 greatest tones of all time, or at least called his playing that way. Little known, underrated. Amazing player, and what a great tune. When a guitar plays the blues, best damn bumper music known to man. Nine years running. News Talk 710 KNUS. It's 29 minutes after 8 o'clock. We got a high of 53 degrees today, mostly cloudy looking out into the forecast, but at least it's a little bit warmer. I do have other music news. Earlier this morning, I mentioned Jeff Beck and paid a little bit of tribute in the beginning of the show to him. We also did so on Thursday. I had not seen this, and so I appreciate the listener texting me about it. Yesterday... Robbie Bachman, drummer of Bachman-Turner Overdrive, died at the age of 69 when I hosted morning show Business for Breakfast for two and a half years on a station that Salem used to own as a business station. Uh, that was the theme song for Business for Breakfast, of well, their band was, with, of course, taking care of business. May Robbie Bachman rest in peace. Another guy from rock and roll Incredibly influential, passing away at the age of 69. 303-696-1971. Let's pick up the conversation. You heard my talk about my column yesterday in the Denver Gazette. Herod lawyers up, harasses Denver citizens groups. Looks like that is what Aaron in Denver wants to talk about. Good morning, Aaron. How are you? Hey, uh, good morning, Jimmy. This, you know, I mean, are, are there any Republicans running from here? Uh, Denver, Colorado, because we know the broken down dumb donkey uh, term, is term limited, and he's heading out. So are, are there any Republicans running for uh, uh, mayor this coming uh, election? I believe Andy Rougeau is a Republican. I'm going to reach out and get him on the show. I believe he is a Republican candidate. Uh, Andre is his name, but he goes by Andy. Uh, last name is spelled R-O-U-G-E-O-T. 
So I believe he's a Republican candidate running for mayor. I'm not sure if there are any others, but I'm looking into other candidates as well. But Leslie Harrod is somebody who is so influential in the legislature. She has um, those friends that like to I mean, they they play the race card and other things all the time. She's going after a citizens group like. You want to talk about a candidate for mayor who needs to be exposed and nobody else in the media is going to do it, it's Leslie Harrod. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to do it because that's a, the, the, the local media apparently uh, isn't doing its job. I mean, basically, I mean, she could fly under the, uh, under the radar like Rick Santos, uh, who, who won the House seat for uh, as George a, Santos. a yeah. Republican. Uh-huh. And then, and then, of course, the media, which is, the, which is their job to... Dig, uh, to uh, dig in the backgrounds of these people running for these positions, and um, and, and his uh, his his resume was totally fabulous. Oh well, you know what's really funny about that one, Aaron? Yeah. The Democrats didn't look into his background. Like, how the hell was it that yeah. George Santos was elected without the Democrats at all in their candidate, who was an incumbent? Yeah. How come they didn't expose it? But you're absolutely right. I mean, look at George Santos. By the way, I think I saw on his LinkedIn he added Speaker of the House as one of his uh, accolades for a position that he got. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past him to do that. But continue, Aaron. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, it, just, it just blows my mind. And, of course, uh, uh, you're talking about Leslie uh, 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 Harold here. And, uh, of course, part of the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, movement and – Probably, probably loves drinking the Kool Aid of critical race theory. That insanity. No, she loves sharing the Kool Aid. Oh, oh, no question, <laughs> no question about it. And of course, she, of course, we got a, we, we currently got a clown on the school board. He's a, he's a clown. Who's, so. who? She's well, you know. I mean, it takes one to know one. She mentored in, in her yeah. sense, like one clown to know and mentor another clown. Uh, she's the mentor, one of the mentors of Tay Anderson. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, so it goes on and on and on. With these cast of characters that are trying to find a way to get up to uh, <laughs> at the local and state food chain in yep. the state of Colorado, yeah. So it's it, so, but I'm glad that you're covering it. Um, maybe eventually the the local media, like Channel Four, or Seven, or Nine, or Thirty One, maybe they'll start covering it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? You're the only one uh, doing the coverage when it comes to uh, to these more to these broken down dumb donkeys that are. <laughs> that will, uh, if they got a hold of a really good grip on this day, we'll really mess it up. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Hey, Aaron, I got to run. Thank you for the oh, call. Okay, I really appreciate it. Thanks, brother. 303-696-1971. She's not just texting. She's calling in. Alexa in Arvada joining the program. Good morning, Alexa. How are you? Good. How are you, Jimmy? I'm doing well. I always enjoy when you call in and you give great texts. So what's on your mind? So um, following up kind of what you guys were just talking about with um, the MSM and what your previous uh, a previous uh, message, text message on Biden, mm-hmm. Biden lied his way, plagiarized his way. Um, the media covered up for him during his presidential um, candidacy. And then when he became president, I mean, you look at all the debacles, all the questions, Afghanistan media just laid down why are they not laying down now that is a good question in fact let me give you a little bit of a taste i played this earlier this is corinne jean pierre and ed o'keefe of cbs news what was the president trying to say when he referenced his corvette earlier today because it sounded like he was implying 
that because his garage is a safe place for his car, the documents were safe. And, and therefore, it was a, if it was safe for the car, it was safe for the documents. Is that what he meant? Look, I, I'm going to just leave his statement as is. Uh, I think you, your colleague was having a, a back and forth with the president. Uh, you can read the transcript of what was asked of him and why he responded that way. I'm just not going to get into specifics. Okay. I'm not going to go beyond what the president say, said, and I'm not going to go beyond what the, the lawyers say. I have to go around. You've asked well, me about, he, you've asked me, Ed. That there's going to be a limit in transparency, public, non-legal transparency, and what can be shared and said by this way. I disagree. Even there has, I disagree, Ed. There has not been a limit of transparency that is that is that is there has not been a limit of transparency that i will i will disagree with you on that justice that's not peter ducey of fox news alexa that's ed o'keefe of cbs news so what is your theory yeah um well given the timing i find it very interesting because there was all the talk about when would biden would be kicked out or um resign or due to health issues and it was that if he leaves office after two years, whoever replaces him, does that does not count as um, one term for the presidency because it's less than a two-year mark. Like, like so L- the, LBJ when, uh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. If yeah, he had so run for another I term, he could have done that, yeah. Yeah, Kamala, if... if She's installed as president in February. She could technically run two more terms because um, two, two years won't count. So I just find the timing of all this so hmm. bizarre. And then the media actually covering the story and asking questions, um, something's up. I, I think they're just trying to get Biden out without the embarrassment of doing the 25th Amendment. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting theory. I I don't know that this is something per se that would work for 25th Amendment. That is basically when you're sort of incapable of doing the job. I I think right. when I, I think you'd more likely be it would be pressure that Democrats would start bringing up and folks in the media that he needs to resign. Right. Well, that's I'm sorry I phrased that wrong. They don't want to do the 25th Amendment oh, okay. because that would be embarrassing. So if they can get him out by saying, ooh, you had classified documents and didn't handle them well, you need to step down. Right. Um, then they don't look like the bad guy mm. or like yeah. they're trying to derail him. Mm-hmm. So, But it's it's very um, – to me, it's always what's the story behind the story and what's the timing and what are they trying to hide. So. It's, it's a very bizarre situation those last two weeks. It is interesting indeed. And and real quick, what did you make of this? We're going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people – and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So but anyway, in a yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know – I take classified documents and classified materials. They're in a locked garage as well as his Corvette, and he takes documents and classified documents very seriously. Seriously. Well, Jimmy, my question is, or the point I would like to make to Biden, is all those Colorado residents that had their car in locked garages that no longer have that car because it was stolen. Yes. Weird. (laughs) You know? 
right? Um, a locked garage, and, and um, you know, as I as I said in an earlier text, just the uh, I don't know if that picture with his Corvette is real, right outside of the garage, which supposedly had this box with documents just flowing, you know, out. But the fact that all these people had access in his Delaware house where he has spent 40%, almost 40% of his time in the last two years, and we don't know who's been in that house. There's right. no documentation. Mm-hmm. And God forbid, Hunter, his brother Jim. Um, well, and Alexa, and remember, they were all like, who went into Mar-a-Lago at these parties and could have had access to these documents? Right. Meanwhile, there's no record, there's no anything that you can point to as far as what happened at the Wilmington house. Yeah, and I I think knowing Trump, I bet he has, well, um, they took Trump down for that uh, guy who brought the other guy to dinner. Um you know, it sounds like Trump knows who's coming in and out of Mar-a-Lago. I don't think there's a question. He's now, got secret service there. He probably, he and his people need to do a little more due diligence sometimes on when oh, they yes, invite people definitely. to Mar-a-Lago, like Nick Fuentes, who never, <laughs> ever should have spent yes, any it. second yeah. by President Trump. But your point exactly. is well taken. Alexa, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. Have a great weekend. You as well. We got a text coming in clarifying Andy Rougeau, the candidate for mayor who I mentioned. Text coming in. Andy is a Republican. He came and spoke at our House district meeting. He's got a great message and passion. So that is good to know for clarification. Andy Rougeau is a Republican who is running for mayor. We're going to run to a break here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. And then on the other side, what's Peter's take on this? We're going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Well, I'm sure we'll get a little bit of a take on the classified documents in the locked garage from Peter in the next three hours of his program, at least a little bit, I'm guessing. And, uh, you know, what's on his mind? What have we got coming up on his program and more? We'll dive in in a crossover here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Stay here. News Talk 710 KNUS Denver's local talk leader. Little Bex Bolero to bring us out on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Once again, may he rest in peace. Jeff Beck, as well as Robbie Bachman of Bachman Turner Overdrive. As we continue on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, let's bring on here with, oh, 12 minutes till 9 o'clock and a high of 53 degrees, mostly cloudy today. Let's go to Chuck in Denver, last up on the program. Good morning, Chuck. How are you? Jimmy, how are you? I'm doing great. What's on your mind, sir? Well, let me make a comment. Uh, I've I've listened to you for a while now, and initially when I've uh, listened to your programs and content, uh, just kind of up in the air. But now, one of the things I want to mention is the Christmas program you had. Uh, I thought that was just absolutely fabulous. You know, I thought that was a really well, enjoyable program. Thank you so and much. One thing that uh, I'm starting to understand more is that you, you're very diversified. A lot of the top or the topics that you mentioned run the gamut, and you do a good representation when you 
when you have a program and I really enjoy listening to the content. I know it's not addressing the issue today, but I just wanted to let you know that you're really enjoyable. You're very knowledgeable and it's, it's a, absolute pleasure to listen to you on the radio well chuck i truly appreciate that thank you for the kind words and in terms of diversified topics i mean to me and i'm glad you brought that up to me there's so much going on and we shouldn't just dwell on one or two things i mean there's a lot to talk about a lot to be exposed and i think you know talk radio is best served when you have a little bit of variety as far as the discussion points you may drill on particular topics more but it's good to be diversified and i appreciate it and glad to have you listening and that you really got into the groove of the jimmy sangenberger show and and more over these years chuck thank you Okay, keep up the good work. Thank Thank you. you. Will do. Have a great rest of your weekend. All right, he's coming up at 9 o'clock. Here on News Talk 710K News, we haven't done one of these before. It's a crossover event with Peter Boyles. Good morning, Pete. How are you? Thanks, James. I'm well. Um, We used to do this with Dan Kaplis. I did it with uh, Chuck Bonnewell. We all did crossovers together. Uh and. The other day when we were talking after the radio show, after your show was over, so we should start doing a crossover. It's, I, I see it as um, the quarterback handing the running back the football, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody just follows the game. So, yeah, thanks for doing this. No, it's yeah, cool. no, absolutely. This is no, fun. No. So I was talking a little bit ago about this column I wrote yesterday, Leslie Harrod. She hires a pricey lawyer to go after a citizen's group, gets her fine reduced from $15,200 to fifty, and this small group that has 1,000 people on their newsletter gets fined $250 because Mario Nicholas is brought in to go after that. Sure. What do you make of that for a candidate well, running for mayor? First of all, um, she claimed, if, I, if memory serves, that she had gone to Vancouver and Albus Brooks, flying Albus's Utah chapter, and Albus claimed that he had also gone to Vancouver to see um, heroin injection, meth injection, cocaine injection. And Albus said, you could put one of those next to my house. At that point, I threw the BS flag at Albus and said, where'd you stay? Where'd you eat? Did you really walk Lansing? Did you really do that? Because Stefan and Mr. Crowley and myself did. And it's a vision of hell. Leslie, I think, also claimed that she had gone. Um, there's no way that you could go up there and live on that street no. and come back and say it's fine. It, it just isn't. And that was all part of that Brittany Patterson heroin princess. You know, the, we were they were pushing for this. And um, and it was so mishandled that, that we, we actually, I believe, that Stefan and Crowley and myself were able to stop that at the yeah, left. That led to body. So. So that was my first contact with Leslie Harrod. Uh, Leslie wants to be the mayor, and I'll tell you what, I watched Kelly Bruff, and she was in this piece that they showed you and I were talking about it, and Kelly Bruff said, well, I'm going to stop homeless sweeps. And I went, you just lost, lady. Yeah. It's like watching Heidi Ganahl the first time she sat in this chair and I was in that chair, and I said, did Donald Trump win? And she started to choke. She couldn't answer the question. Of course, Donald Trump lost, but the point of it was she was so afraid of that inner circle of crazy Republicans that she choked. Same thing. I'm watching Kelly Bruff, and I'm saying, okay, I hear good things about Kelly Bruff. Also running for mayor. For also those running who don't for know. mayor. The same thing. Mm-hmm. So Leslie Harrod would not be that. Uh, plus, Leslie Harrod would get to pass. But my point is, Kelly, you better take that back as fast as you can. You better say, because the city is crime. 
drugs, homelessness, and all yes. three are interconnected. And, and this group, Safe and Clean Denver, yeah. Yeah. Craig Arfston yeah, paid sure. his own way last weekend so that he mm-hmm. could go to Seattle and oh, see firsthand what the circumstances. We lived in Seattle. After yeah. our second trip, our second road trip, we went, where do we mm-hmm. go? We went to Seattle. Yep. And, and um, anybody that goes and sees that and comes back as Albus did and I believe Leslie did, oh, it's fine. It's not no fine. No way. And it's horrible. And... Um, Chuck Bonnewell and I having a big, big conversation about the the British addicted a country. That's the Opium Wars. They destroyed the Chinese culture with drugs, and because there was no well, it ends up being ended by Mao. But the point of it is, that's what's happening with these people. To sit there and say it's okay, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Albus, I either you didn't go. Well, or you went and, on some kind Peter, of a Potemkin tour. They're not just saying it's okay. They've put into well, place laws that oh, empower yeah. it or well, tried to get laws well, like safe injection sites well, through. Watch what happens now. Exactly. Because Leslie Herod, I think, I believe, is an advocate. And, of course, now we have a heroin Barbie in Congress. And Eric, who I really like, mishandled that altogether. We should have said, I, I had a conversation with him. I said, challenge her to go. Buy her round trip first class air. She can bring her mother. She can bring her her husband, mm-hmm. her brother. She can bring Kyle Clark. Let's all go to Lansing Street and take a look at it and then come back and tell me it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they didn't do it, and she won. But everybody's going to have to get pretty hardcore about this. Yeah, I, it's it's disastrous. And if you're not mm-hmm. pushing on it, this is why I'm covering a story like mm-hmm. this and mm-hmm. digging in with a couple of sure. columns and more to come. Yeah. Um, because there's so much, and you know this better than anybody, there's so much corruption in Denver oh. that is just not, there's no attention brought to bear on it. Well, Denver's corruption happens in an interesting way. I'm a huge fan of reading the history of Chicago and the dailies. And, you know, and there's one of those great lines in uh, Royko's book, Boss. And you're only can, you can only be uh, Cook County Sheriff for one term. And the response was, why only one term? And they would say, well, if you can't steal enough in one term, you don't deserve a second. Mm. And so, you know, here in Denver, they happen happens out in the open. There's no problem with it. Um, they pull their, their deals right out in the open. There's not, you know, hardcore, you know, take a run at these investigators. Mm. We have some good men and women in journalism, but they're limited to what, what they're able to do. And I think... We'll see what happens. Leslie Herod, I think, will because it's going to go to the runoff. Yes, and that's the frightening part. We'll see who's in that runoff mm-hmm. because there's twenty. Well, how many? There's twenty two, twenty three, twenty four candidates. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. It's a football team. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a football yeah, team. Yeah, so yeah. I got speaking of football analogies, like about thirty seconds right. before I'm wrapping up, and the computer's going to cut off. What do you got coming up? Well, first of all, I'm going to talk about sobriety. What happened on the Brockler show yesterday? And then we're going to spend two hours on the Kennedy assassination. The new mm. drop, and I'm so intrigued by this, uh, the new Warren Commission releases on JFK, including the Lee Harvey Oswald phone call. But I firmly believe if you can understand that and understand Cuba, you can understand what's happened in my lifetime. Peter Boyles, my 9 boy. to noon, coming up. News Talk 710 KNUS. That's it for me today. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great rest of your weekend. And as always, may God bless America. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.